Good evening, everyone, Hey-o. and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. My name is Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And today we're going to be talking about the uh, classic slasher film, The Burning. Ah, uh, yes. I, I love this movie. I think it is a near perfect movie. I got a couple qualms, but uh, I'm sure we'll get to it. Get to sure. Um, I wouldn't say that I think it's a perfect movie, but I do. I do appreciate it, and I do like the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's fun. It's just uh, it, the fact that it is basically we're probably talking 45 minutes of this movie that yeah. is like legitimately just a camp movie. It, t- it turns into meatballs. I, it kind I mean, of. It doesn't it's not turn that into. It's, I mean, it's not it that is, silly. But it is just meatballs. But basically. the characters are just so great in a way and some are broken but i mean sure i, I mean, feel everybody is just extremely natural in their roles and it doesn't feel like a like a sketch or like a people pretending they're having fun like everybody just seems like they're gung-ho and it yeah, just, yeah. it works for me big time and jason alexander is a really great stand yeah he's bill great murray. Yep. i mean he's very clearly bill murray in mm-hmm. this like he's the stand-in bill murray character and like i mean you've got these two you got fisher stevens and i mean and holly hunter yeah what the hell, man? That's an insane cast. Yeah, Holly Hunter, I missed her the first time. I didn't even notice her. Honest she's so... to God, I didn't know which one she was the yeah. whole time. Yeah. I just knew she was in it. Yep. I was like, wow, that's cool <laughs> that she's in it. Which one is she? Mm. I I guess I wouldn't really know Holly Hunter if she walked into a room either. Turns out I, I know her from I know her from A Life Less Ordinary. That movie's awesome. <laughs> Not me. Turns out I wouldn't know Bruce Hornsby either because he came into the store today. Nope. <laughs> he went into Michelle's store today, too. So... I wouldn't know Bruce Hornsby, turns out. Where the so. hell was Mr. Claypool yesterday? Apparently not hanging out with Bruce Hornsby either, weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Anyway, um, okay, so let's talk about it. We start at Camp Blackfoot. We hear some kids whispering about how tonight is going to be the biggest prank that Camp Blackfoot has ever seen. And uh, they're going to make this terrible Cropsy fellow scream. Yes, Cropsy, the, the horrible drunken caretaker uh and this uh, this cracks me up too with these kids because this is another thing with this movie i feel i feel like it's very bizarre some of the kids seem way too old for this camp oh oh and some of them seem damn spot on and nothing illustrates it more than this beginning where there's like three dudes that look like they're in junior college and like two kids that look like they should actually be at summer camp all together hanging out well i mean okay sure there's that but then think about the uh there's like the scene with the girls there's the every girl that's in this, every one in the the girls' dorm, whatever their their cabin, mm-hmm. they all look like they're in their twenties. Yeah, except for one girl who looks like she's twelve. Oh, are you are you talking about a uh, tiger? Tiger, tiger's yes. awesome. I love tiger. She's she's amazing. Yep. But I mean, she's like the one who actually looks like she should be the age. Yes, it's of, very it's very. And she's still too old to be there. Yeah, as it turns out, she's like sixteen. Yeah. Uh, and she's the closest to the age of anyone who would actually be at this summer camp. Mm. But such is the way of 80s movies is going to be a bunch of old people playing teenagers. You should tilt your camera down just a little bit. Okay, fine. I will. Mm. Sorry, podcast listeners. We're having we're doing camera no, things. Better. Excellent. Anyway, you sure you don't want to see up my nose? No. Nah. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway... Uh, they they want to make sure that this Cropsy gets a, gets what's coming to him, uh, and uh, when they see what he what they've got for him, he's gonna have a heart attack because uh, this and this scare is set up so that they think that the audience is gonna have a heart attack too because yeah. they're like they're holding back on this they're, thing. 
they, they do hold back on it. And when we finally do see it, it is a severed skull rotting head with worms. Like, where did these kids it get this? definitely looks like an actual human skull. It does That's not what look I'm saying. like a prop. There's a couple times in, in this movie where I'm just like, wait, how did you get that? <laughs> it definitely has a feeling like, oh, oh, you guys like robbed that from an actual grave. Yeah, right? Oh, oh, there's something going on here that's a little <laughs> a little worse than your normal prank. Uh, but yes, it's very strange. Um, so they head out of the cabin. They go over to Cropsey's and they have this mystery box. And uh, because apparently 1980s audiences were much easier to scare because this was supposed to freak out the audience as well when they saw that there was a skull <laughs> with like birthday candles in yeah. it, which, you know, uh, it's a nice touch. Uh, Pranks with fire never end well. (laughs) I I mean, unless you want to get serial killers. Yeah, right. (laughs) Unless you want to get, like, mystically powered serial killers, it's it's a great way to do it. Um, But... Yep, I love this scene. Again, they're really, they're so obfuscating this prank because he's like, uh, puts his hands in and yeah, then yeah. lights the candles in the box and he's Take like, Take the skull out first and just light it. Dude, you're burning your hands, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way you're not burning your hands. And it's <laughs> but just for just for us. Yeah. He took one for the team so that we would have that well, amazing appreciate moment. Appreciate it, dude. And so we do. And <laughs> we get that big, big sting and... It scares the hell out of Cropsey. Cropsey is terrified. And of course, being an alcoholic, his sheets are just covered in alcohol. He's like, he's poured turpentine and everything else all over And he's himself. made that classic mistake of just leaving a gas tank right next to I'll, his bed to trip over. I, okay. Here, here's one thing. This is, this is just Monday morning quarterbacking. And I don't, I hate, I don't hate to do it. I fucking love to do it. Um, but I would love to have seen them, A... Tell us why Cropsey sucked. Like we we literally have. There's nothing. They just tell us. They say. Yeah, we find out later bad. on. They find out later on when the the, the campfire story. But like at the same time, like but, we just. But it's. I don't think we really need that. We can assume that this guy's an asshole, and they're like, "We're that's where we're gonna get him." Like that was enough for me. Sure. I mean, I guess, but I also feel like. Uh, okay, so the other part of this is that in any other movie in the history of movies. Uh, this scene that we have that we have like forty five minutes later, where they're telling the campfire yep. story, would have been uh, would have been the it, it would have been, been like the cold open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been like before the credits, and in this movie it waits. So that's that leads even more to this feeling that it's just like you've watched Meatballs for forty five minutes, and then you're watching Friday the Thirteenth for the rest yeah. of it, and it's it. There's something disjointed about it. I do like it. I do love the characters and the way that it goes. And I I like the movie, but there's just something weird about the fact that they never even sprinkle in things that are like... I mean, we get Cropsy Vision, but Cropsy Vision isn't much. Well, that's just that's just when he's when he's all Bernie. And it, it, I actually like this monster vision because it because he's got, sure. you know, skin folded over his eyes and stuff. Right. It actually kind of makes sense. But like, you know how in the end of this movie where... You know, it show it replays the kills. It just pew pew yeah, shows yeah, like yeah, the kills. Yeah. They could have done this in the intro. You know, when they're looking at him, it could have been like boom, showing like little flashes of Cropsy being a jerk. You know what I mean? Right. Spying on people, kicking kids. You know what I mean? Doing that kind of shit to pepper, pepper in a little bit, like why they're doing this. Yep. I but agree. at the same time, I don't feel it totally needs it. Like the intro works for me. Like I just assume this guy sucks. Like you wouldn't do this to somebody that's cool. So I just assume this guy totally sucks. Fair enough. And I would have also liked to have had something where they were like, 
and he huffs gas. I heard that he huffs gas, and he's like addicted to huffing gas. Oh, and that would totally answer and the then, the, the, the then gas. You're like, of the... Why does he have a fucking gas can? Because he's a because he's a caretaker. He just I think he just sleeps just, in his caretaker yeah, yeah, yeah. shed. Cause he just sleeps in the shed. Of course, that's how all caretakers do. Uh, of course, that is not insulting at all to uh, <laughs> to anyone who is of the working class. <laughs> that's not that's not a statement that's going to put you up against the wall when the it's, revolution comes. It, it's, it's what I'm adding to IMDb trivia. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yes, just some of that more of that coastal elite shit from that yeah. awkward. <laughs> so tired of it. <laughs> anyway, so they're like knocking on the window. They're rhythmically knocking, which I really liked. That, that gave me anxiety. I thought one of them was going to put their hands right through it. Agree, agree. And they, so uh, he, when he wakes up, he flips over. Thing goes onto his blankets. His greasy his suit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just human body grease that has. He's basically made his bed into a human candle. Yes, it's just. All of whatever comes off of a cropsy has made it very, <laughs> has made it incredibly flammable. It's cropsy juice is no. extremely flammable. <laughs> I mean, with the amount he, us, we assume he drinks, sure. Mm. Uh, and so he just goes up like a ball of oily rags. And they're and, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine being in that situation? Oh, I feel so awful. Can I just say, I, I can't imagine it, but also... I wouldn't be in that situation. <laughs> yeah. Because I wouldn't play a prank on someone involving fire. Yeah. Pranks with fire always end bad. <laughs> yeah. Especially inside. Yeah. Like, when you see somebody and, like, you watch a YouTube video and somebody's shooting fireworks at their friend <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, it went badly. <laughs> no, no, no. It started badly. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is, it didn't go badly. You made a terrible decision. Yeah. You had an idea that should and have just remained an idea. <laughs> consequences happened afterwards. So, uh, yep, they're they're not excited. Uh, he stumbles out of the house with his fireproof hood on, of course, and he falls directly <laughs> into the pond. Uh, then we get our a big smash cut directly into the hospital where Cropsy's being treated. I find this I find this a very weird decision that this movie. I mean, it works, but at the same time, like you know how most movies, like we. If you just showed him fall into that lake on fire, and then it goes to five years later, you'd assume that that guy's so your back to life killer. Yeah, yeah. But they spend a good little while here in New York uh, with him at the hospital, with this thing, with him going after a prostitute for some ass reason. Like, I agree that that is very strange, uh, and that is another part of that scene in this movie. I think it didn't exist before. I think that they were. It was even more like the meatballs hits. Straight oh, all into, the time, and I think but probably like, somebody we need, was we like, need, "We need no, a little no, no. brutality, and we need people to know this is a horror movie." Like, exactly, we need something that happens. That, that skull with all the worms in it just wasn't enough. That is <laughs> setting a man on fire just wasn't enough. <laughs> no, but I mean, we needed to know that this is a slasher, and that we have a we have an antagonist who means business, because otherwise, for all you know, he could just be peeping on them in the woods. Yeah, and also. At this point, you're not a hundred. I mean, you're still fairly inundated with slashers at this point in history, but like, you're not at the point where being burned alive instantly makes you stronger than the average man. Yeah. In general, it makes you weaker than yeah. the average man and makes you in constant well, that, pain. That's another ridiculous fault of this movie that I'm willing to forgive. Because... But that was that was another <laughs> thing I wanted to see. I wanted I wanted the uh, what's what's that shitty movie with the little kid who gets good at baseball because he breaks his arm. 
Oh fuck! I don't. I can't no remember. Idea. There's there's some dumb movie, <laughs> like some dumb Disney movie, where a kid breaks his arm and it makes this his the tendon heals really tight, <laughs> so he throws the fastest fastball that there ever was, and he gets into the major league. Neat. So, but I wanted that kind of thing where it's like he can no longer feel pain, and so he doesn't know when to stop. His muscles just keep going, so he's stronger and he's and nothing hurts him. Yep. You know, there's there's but that they don't thing. really need that for him because he doesn't really take any hits aside from the end. Nobody really fights Cropsy at all. It's true. He gets all of his punches in first, except the end when he gets a axe to the. I mean, most gets... mostly what I need to know is why he doesn't die of sepsis when he's covered in weeping wounds. Yeah, and he's wandering through open forest. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. just like <laughs> I would like to see the scene where he comes out of the woods and he's just matted with ticks. <laughs> because there's blood on him and they're just like ooh <laughs> uh, maybe not maybe I wouldn't like to see that no. scene I take it back I hate that scene <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh, okay so this scene we have what I at first took to be two interns but I think it's one intern and one orderly yes and the orderly is for some reason being a total dick to this intern and trying to get him to quit medicine forever <laughs> he's like Listen, when you've been around here as long as I have, you see some stuff. Yeah. You want to see something that'll make you never want to come back here again? No. No, I don't. <laughs> well, you're going well, you're to. Gonna, come on, <laughs> man. You want to be a doctor, right? You want to be a doctor. Yeah. You've got to go gawk at a patient. It's like, dude, you're getting fired. Yeah. Like All of this, <laughs> you're both getting fired, especially when you're in the room there's a certain point and when you're this just like look at it look at the freak look at the freak dude he legit get over here look he at the freak calls him a monster <laughs> yeah. in the room that's a bedside manner <laughs> oh bad. no thank you that is not i don't want this guy <laughs> i mean again he's the intern so it's a little more forgivable but also you're talking about the intern is like uh, he's been there he's probably done like hundreds of hours in the uh, in the emergency room at this point, yeah, he's probably seen so many things that make Cropsy look like you know a splinter. At this point, he's probably seen like car crashes and yeah. like gunshot wounds. And Cropsy's just, like, pretty extreme though. I mean, you burnt mean, over like a hundred percent of your body and still alive. Like, oh, I thought you meant like Mountain Dew extreme. Oh, uh, that too. But yeah, he's that too. The snowboarding. And in five years, he totally gets vertical. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> the burning two crops he gets vertical uh so yes he calls he says he's burned he's cooked like a big mac over done <laughs> what does that even mean he looks like a big mac so what he looks like a burger like he's got sounds delicious a big mac doesn't a big mac doesn't look like a seeping burn wound at all like no it sure doesn't he's like he's totally green and orange <laughs> with like sesame seeds all over him <laughs> He's got pickles and onions on his sesame seed bun, bro. You're going to throw up. Anyway, uh, he t- the intern does come and take a look, but Cropsy grabs the uh, the, the orderly yep. by the arm and won't let go. And we get a scream and we're like, oh, no, what's going to happen? That arm looks gnarly. It does. It's, it looks really good. Yep. I mean, Savini. Savini. He shines in this. He's so good. It's so good. Uh, he hated the, the effects and it's like, dude, you really killed it. But I but I get it because I get what he means because he wanted Cropsy to look like the arm. Yep. 
and he didn't have the time to do that. Yeah. And so he made he wound up making him look like scar tissue. So he had like that melted candle kind of look yep. to him, which he didn't want, but it still looks absolutely it amazing. Looks, looks great to me. Yeah, 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 I love it. Yeah, totally. Uh, okay, so um, we're you know we then we jump five years <laughs> later, and we just I love how this is well, done. They just wheel him out of the hospital. It's just like, where is he going to go? Okay, totally. Okay, totally. Bernie, weird-looking man who, you know, you've been in a hospital for five years doing nothing. Like, bye! Like, that's the modern medical system. I, I guess so. That's that's how it is. Where do they expect no him insurance. to go? Like, he worked, at the, he worked and lived at that camp, which is obviously burnt down. As, and long, as, five he years. as long as he doesn't come back here, they yeah. don't care. Uh, oh my they, gosh, could you imagine that, Bill? Oh, yeah. Five years in there? Imagine how <laughs> long that will take to pay off on a groundskeeper's salary <laughs> at a defunct uh, <laughs> summer camp. No way. He's not going to be able to do it. Uh, but it doesn't matter because in between here, we find out that there's a guy named Corky Berger who worked on it. And yes. so all is forgiven. And I I can hear that name a million times and never not I actually laugh. took a picture of it and sent it to my <laughs> friends. Like, funny name, Corky Berger. That's it's funnier funny. than a normal name. It is... Uh, Way funnier than a normal name <laughs> is delightful. Okay, so, uh, so oh, also Rick Wakeman is doing the Hell soundtrack yeah. for this, which is mind blowing. Uh, yes, it, one of my favorite bands. Yes, I love Yes, and uh, and one of my favorite uh, abandoned projects that almost bankrupted someone. Uh, actually, it drove him to a heart attack. Uh, his uh, King Arthur on ice. Oh yeah. So you know Rick Wakeman, right? I do know. Her. You I know mean, not personally. What? But you know, you know his history as being like one of the most pretentious, yes, like prog guys yep. in the history of the world. Like the guys in Yes were like, dude, back up, calm your tits. <laughs> this is a little much. Uh, but he was like, no, this is going to be the story of King Arthur on synthesizers, and we're going to have people in full medieval garb skating around us while an entire orchestra plays my rock opera about <laughs> King Arthur. And during this thing, and it's so spinal tap that like they didn't think about how heavy a full metal regalia was going to be on ice. On ice. And so everybody's barely able to stand up and they're <laughs> wielding their swords and they're just barely fighting each other. People were falling out of the stands like one of their horn players skidded oh across I mean, the I mean, ice. I, I've never heard this story, it's but I, I want to look so into this now. It's insane. <laughs> the whole thing is so nuts, and it was so stressful that apparently at 24 years old, he had a heart attack. Oh, no. So He's still with he's, us now. But he's still with us now. He's doing fine. Yeah. Uh, it's just, man, ridiculous. Yeah. So that's just one of my favorite spinal tappy rock moments. Anyway, uh, also probably has to be mentioned that this is harvey weinstein's first thing there we mentioned uh, it yeah we mentioned it bob weinstein wrote it yep <laughs> there's there's allegations against the other one too so but we'll forget about that but hey it's edited by jack shoulder who did uh, alone in the dark yeah and also we're better now we're better now <laughs> and you know it takes a lot of people to make a movie that's yes. another thing to remember when talking about this kind of stuff when anybody's like well this person's bad so this thing is done yep except that they're one one millionth of what it takes to make a movie. I'm shocked that this director didn't do more in this vein. He directed the movie Split Second with Rutger Hauer. I love that movie. Me too. It's great. <laughs> and other than that, it's just like a bunch of like little short music videos and other things about soccer and stuff that he's done. Like, what? How, how has he never done more 
man, th- this guy could be crafting strange. horror movies for years to come. But huh. yeah, I very yeah, odd. that's really interesting. I did not know that. Um, yeah, no, because he kills it. This is great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay, so. Uh, we get a VO of the doctors and nurses telling Cropsy not to blame the kids. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's this whole uh, strain of, we're just going to wheel him down the hallway and we're just going to explain the situation of what happened again, I guess, so yep. that it's like, we just hear over and over to be like, hey, I know that you're probably not going to be happy about your situation and that we can't give you skin graft. Well, I also wonder if this is conversations throughout the years, too. Yeah, yeah it is. Like, it's so like, it's, it's not him, just, like, him all in the hallway talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But for the movie, it's all in the hallway yep. talk. And uh, so he goes, he's like, well, it's going to be hard to start a normal life, so what should I do? I should probably go straight to the Grindhouse <laughs> District. Let's head down. That's one of my favorite things. I love I love the CD uh what what was it? 5th Avenue in New York? Uh, I, I 30, can't 34th Street? I don't know. I don't live in New York. But uh yeah, that's it, it's, it's the old porn district in New York that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. That I I just love seeing Street. in the old old 80s movies. Yes, absolutely. Peep, peep shows and all that kind of stuff everywhere and super, all the lights. Yeah. It's super cool. And uh and yeah, he goes in. He picks up a sex worker and she takes him back to her apartment. And she seems so nice. That that was another thing that was like, oh, I, I kind of wish that they had uh, upped the Frankenhooker level of her just being like a mean jerk or something yeah. <laughs> so that I wouldn't have felt as bad because I was like, oh, she just seems like a nice lady that was just making a living. But whatever. Uh, so she takes a look at Cropsy. And I mean, listen she's a sex worker in New York city in the eighties in like 1980. And she's like, ah, I mean, she might've gone. Uh, oh, come on. She's had some ugly clients. I bet. But like, this is a whole nother level, man. This I just, is, I, it, he looks like a, like a monster, but <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to insult still, burn victims, but, but I'm saying still like a burn. It's still just a burn on your body. I it, don't know that it's pretty extreme though. I mean, what, what they show later is is an interesting version of being burned all over your body. But yeah. the idea, like that, like you would look at somebody who has suffered this kind of trauma and just be like, "Ah, go, go I, away from me now." <laughs> I I just I, I didn't really buy it, but I mean, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. For the purposes of this movie, he's an actual. Let's call him an actual monster. Yeah. Um. When in reality, we're literally just talking about somebody who suffered burns. But, which, I, but I mean, they make him look almost like like Toxic Avengerish. It's true. You know what I mean? If you it's saw true. that, you would be very startled. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so he decides to murder her. And this was, I don't know why. I don't know why my brain went to this. I thought he was going to get a boner and start screaming because of the pain. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> again, which... I don't know. That's. I think I was really. He's healed now. I think I was really thinking Toxic Avenger. Like I think I was really going for yeah. the yeah, like a basket case version of this. Uh, but yeah, there's a really great stabbing scene. The that effect looks absolutely incredible. Yep. He stabs her with some scissors. He's like, hey, it's scissors. it's very it's very uh, giallo. Yeah. Oh, this very whole much. open. Yeah. Yeah, and he 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 realizes here. He's like, scissors are a great weapon. What if they were? <laughs> bigger scissors and he's gonna take that straight to the summer camp so she's dead but not the summer camp that he went to but a completely different summer camp and mostly on a island way away from the camp is that true oh that is true 
I guess, so it makes mm, there's a lot of things here that I forgive but th- they don't make sense if you start breaking it down like this like, so uh, th- here's the thing that shocked me about it they had this set when they go to the mine shaft okay at the end they wind up in a in a mine shaft which yeah. is insane but they had this set that they could have just been like this is the burned out remains of Cropsey's place yeah it like it looked like a it looked like a thought, house that had burned. Down. I thought they were gonna show you know what I mean when you find the killer's sure. like bed on the floor and uh, you know a gas tank there. Right. You know <laughs> exactly like yeah. a burned gas tank and like all this other stuff. No. No no no. Just his bedside gas tank. It's not burned. Oh. It's just the one he's currently using. Right. That's the one that he's using now. Um, and also, I mean, I feel like we've all known a bunch of drunks in our life. Um, do you really feel like this guy was gonna be like? What's the first thing I'm going to do when I get out? Murder a prostitute. No, it'd be go to a bar. I'm going to get drunk. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get drunk. In a dark bar. Exactly. Mm. And instead, he does not. He has gone. He's got straight edge. He's been listening to Minor Threat mm. through this entire stay. And he's like, no way, man. He's actually carved little X's on his back of his <laughs> hands. Uh, and so that's not his deal. So, all right. Where are we at now? I'm going to flip my pages here. Uh, he kills a prostitute, and then we wake up uh, at Camp Blackfoot. Yes. Yep, that's right. And we get a <laughs> we get a tiny, tiny bikini baseball game. Lots mm. of bouncing boobs and bouncing boobs and barely covered breasts. Yes, I, I, have, I have zero Bounce, complaints. Bouncing boobs and barely covered breasts. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, this, so this 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 was a kind of movie when I rented in high school that this would just be like the. Oh, I found paradise scene. <laughs> it's pretty good. And it's still it's still it still is. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's pretty great. Uh we get uh we get noted McDLT pitch man, Jason Alexander, uh <laughs> doing some skeezy color commentary of this softball game, and his friend Eddie over there being even skeezier than he is. Yeah. So that's fun. That's another thing. All the boys in this are skeevy. To it, a degree. Like there's not really Jason Alexander is the only one who's not like an outright monster. Yeah. And he's basically just aiding and abetting monsters. Yeah, exactly. Like, (laughs) he's like, nah, I'm not going to do anything terrible, but here's everything you need to do something terrible. (laughs) Uh, So that's fun. But uh, somebody hits a softball out into the woods and uh uh-oh. Ah, it's my my girl Tiger. She's got to go get it. I love Tiger and her goofy haircut. Um. And so we get cropsy vision for the first time. We get cropsy vision for the first time. Uh, so here's something like it just it just cracks me up here that cropsy was out there waiting for Tiger. Like, what was his plan? Because like, was there's he just gonna, forty people? There's out forty there. people there. Are you just gonna kill this person right now and have the whole entire camp like looking for you right off yes. the bat? Like, I can only imagine <laughs> that was his plan. I mean, we. Again, we know nothing about Cropsey. That's it's another part of this that kind of weirds me out is just the fact that they didn't do anything to be like You're right now. Now you mentioned this is why you hate him. This is the kind of person he is. Is he a is he like a loose cannon? Is he a plotting killer? Do we know if he's like like with Freddy Krueger, we know that he was this meticulous murderer who crafted his own weapon yep. and did all of these things. And so you have kind of this picture of who he is in his life based on the type of serial killers that you know from the world. Yeah, and you now 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 I'm agreeing with you. In the beginning they could have had like a thing where they were like when they were going to scare him, they could have mentioned like, I heard he kills kids. Like, that's a rumor. You know what I mean? Like right. 
Oh yeah, explain that, where this 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 went. You know what I mean? If like he had been, if he had absolutely had a history where it was like there were disappeared missing kids, kids yeah. or he was a child molester and that yep. was the thing and they were like we heard that this happened and blah 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 and they wanted to scare him or whatever yeah uh all of that stuff would jive to be like okay we hate this guy out of the gate yep but i mean we just we're just assuming that we hate this guy i mean we know that we hate the fact that he's murdering people with no cause whatsoever (laughs) we're not fans of that i mean i think i think the podcast just in general can go on record as saying we don't like people murdering other people without cause no they have to have just cause yes okay absolutely (laughs) good um all right so uh, we see his uh, we see his soon to be famous weapon, the hedge trimmers. Yep. And uh, just as his shadow falls over his intended victim, she finds the softball. Goes Yay! back to the game. Oh, she's saved. And uh, the next day, all the girls are eating dinner together and goofing around. And Michelle, who seems to be the head counselor or something, I guess there there appears to only be two counselors, and there are a couple. There's this- like two cup. There's like two counselors and the head of the camp. You see, and that's like the entire me, staff. It seemed like there were all counselors and no kids. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, if it you seemed like go this by was age, a yeah. counselor camp. <laughs> it felt like everyone who was at that table was a counselor, and that there were supposed to be kids somewhere else, but we just never saw the kids. Mm-hmm. But like these are, but we totally the do two. clearly see the kids of the great in the in the mess hall when. We get the white shot. I mean, the camp is filled with little kids, too. Yeah, they so they I, mentioned that. Like, the older campers are going right. to the island. The younger kids are staying here. Exactly. So I, I feel like that kind of jives because they, they do that. There's like a, a lot of these camps have that kind of like the little, the older kids can be like halftime counselors and they pay yep. half rate and whatever. That was a thing. I did that. It was. I was a junior counselor. I was a junior counselor at YMCA. So Same. Hey. In Sanford. Orono. Dice. <laughs> Very strange. Uh, so there you go. And we had a really, we had a really great camp there, or a really great YMCA. Ours was not good at all. We had foosball. That's all that mattered. Nope, we had no, none of that. I played the <laughs> shit out of some foosball there. <laughs> we had a that's bunch of most, kids. That's mostly what I remember. This is a summer of virtual pets, and like that was the big kerfuffle at the camp. Was like oh. these kids won't stop talking about these damn tamagotchis. <laughs> Put them away. We're doing activities. But I need to feed my puppy. <laughs> <laughs> my Yoda's gonna die. <laughs> oh God, oh, that's fun. Anyway, uh, okay, so this <laughs> is we lay down some we lay down some important stuff. If they had followed through with this, this would be an important little bit of nonsense. But it kind of doesn't go very far. They, it comes up for a second, and then they just throw it away. Uh, they basically Sally brings up that Eddie scares her. She says, yeah. I don't know, Eddie kind of scares me, but I like him. And this is the setup to implicate Eddie later in her disappearance. Yep. But he's implicated in her disappearance for all of 20 seconds. Yeah, and then they just move on. And then they're just like, oh, anyway, doesn't that's, matter. It's that's so the thing weird. with broken characters in this movie. We right. got that girl and uh, the other girl that Alfred scares later on, who's got the thing going on with um, yes. Glazer. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, why are you girls even remotely interested in these guys like no, no glazer glazer or eddie doesn't like uh glazer's super do hot anything i yeah, don't know if you like... noticed that he was really hot <laughs> yeah but he is he's like totally hot uh anyway it yeah. just doesn't seem like either one of them would like either one of them no no it doesn't it really <laughs> doesn't but 
I mean, to the point where to the point where this girl actually says Eddie scares me, and it's just like the other girl never says like Glazer scares me, but Glazer's just being a dick all the time. Like, why why would you even have an inkling of a crush on this guy? Like, he doesn't do anything good to like justify it. Like, he's mean to everybody. Yeah, but he also does it. Like, he no, he also doesn't do anything but just be a dick to everybody. Yeah, uh, he is he is a weird character. Yes, and uh, and he looks like he's twenty seven. <laughs> He sure does look like he's 27. Okay, so we cut to the girls' cabin where everyone is asleep except for Sally, and she goes out for a shower in her off-brand Rolling Stones nightshirt. So we have a lot of time spent in this shower. This is a very strangely shot shower scene. Like, it's very conservative. It starts out, and it's just like, we're watching her wash her hair, and we're at a very tight tight yeah. angle, like intentionally, like we're looking for a PG here. Let's make sure that this is shot for a PG. And then the movie's just like, and ah. it's like, just and kidding. And the movie's boobs. just like, yeah, we're just fucking with you. Boobs, 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 boobs. <laughs> but it's, I guess I get it because, I mean, I don't know if you like, want to show everything at once. Well, also, you don't know if later you want to try to crop something for if you want to cut some scenes and have it get a different rating. Oh, yep. If if they're gonna mess with you, if you need to pull some stuff, it, maybe it's nice to have backup. Yep, that makes sense to me, I guess. Um, but she, uh, so she's showering for a while, and then she screams, and Sally says, "Alfred, Alfred!" He looked at me in the shower and wouldn't leave. That's the creepy part of that. He wouldn't leave, like, <laughs> and wouldn't leave. <sighs> And I'm I'm mad about this because Alfred gets busted here, and they're just like, explain yourself. But he never explains why he wanted to scare her. Like it just seems so unwarranted. Like I hate to say it, this does kind of make me mad. I mean, aside from the fact that if he got busted like this, obviously he should have been kicked out. Yeah. Like that, especially but, with I mean, her. If she had been like, also oh, it's is, okay. Also, this is 1981, right? And in, and in the in the 80s, spying on girls in showers was just acceptable. In, yeah, in movies at least. Yeah, yeah. But no. I mean, it's still like you're doing wrong, but it's not like it would be today where it's like, holy shit, you're charged with a crime. Yeah, yeah. Like movies back then were just like, oh, this is kids funny. do that. Right. Exactly. So I just don't understand why Alfred didn't say like, I wanted to see the girl naked. But what the hell is I wanted to scare her? Like, he's not wearing a mask. He's not doing anything like booga, booga, booga. Like, it just doesn't make any sense that he's even doing it with that. Unless he was just trying to see her naked and he was trying to cover his steps. But it's, I just wish he explained why he was doing it. It does. So Alfred is a character that feels like he's set up to be a red herring character. Mm-hmm. So that we're supposed to feel like it's like a two steps removed kind of setup for a red herring where you're like, oh, they want us to think that it's Cropsy killing people, oh. but it's actually, but the twist is going to be well, that it's Alfred. Well, I was going to say, there's no red herring when we already know the killer is Cropsy. We, right, we've but, already watched Cropsy kill. Exactly, <laughs> but that's the thing, is that now he's being set up as this weirdo when these things are happening, and it's almost as though we're going to get some sort of, like, one of those late 70s kind of movies where... Or it's like, Alfred was Cropsy's son. <laughs> I was going to say that... Cropsy is the father of one of the campers and knows that this kid is doing something and just wants to protect them and like you know one of those kind of things. Oh, okay. Like that would be same your, thing. That would yeah. be your dumb seventies movie. Yep. Uh, but I don't know. It, 
it just feels like it muddies the water for no reason. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's any payoff to him being so weird and having no, like, no motivation yep. to his actions. I wish there was some, I wish there was some payoff to why he was behaving so strangely or even to why they had him watching her in the shower. Yeah. Like, why would you intentionally make him unlikable when he's our final boy in this thing? Which is, which is also very unique that we have a final boy. Yeah. Like, we don't only have a final girl. We have a final boy, and he's unlikable. Like you're supposed he, to like the final girl too. You right, know what I mean? Like exactly, you're supposed to be pulling for the final. Yeah. Girl. But for this final boy, you're like, oh, he's a piece of shit. I really kind of don't care if he dies. <laughs> I mean, that's a little harsh. In, yeah. In movie, in mo- in movie logic, I don't care if he dies. A guy who looked at somebody in the shower, I don't think should be put to death. <laughs> I think maybe that's a little harsh. Uh, but <laughs> again, bold statements. I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just it's just strange. It's yep. strange characterization. So, um, Alfred starts talking about how everybody picks on him and nobody likes him, and they're all bullying him. And we're like, okay, so I'll so make these... people like me by doing something that people will hate me for. Right. This but is a good idea. Well, uh, okay. So they're playing this, like put upon nerd card that's like this look at me i'm it's it's almost like this is a modern movie and this is like an incel defense but Mm. it's like it's this kind of thing where like okay just take away the the stuff where we hate him because if you want us to like you see him bullied right after this and then more than that like two scenes later you're like Oh boy, what's this? What's this unlikable loner up to? All by himself? Oh, oh wait, he's with his four friends. Yeah, who are all everybody's not going out of their way to make him feel better about himself. You just said you had no friends, kid. They want to teach him to swim. They're taking time out of their day at camp so that he'll feel more confident swimming. Mm. Boy. What a shitty life, dude. You have more friends than I do. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, man. So, yeah, I don't know what his deal is. Okay. But uh, this is where we get generic 70s bully Glazer showing up. Yep. And uh, and Todd, the head counselor, grabs hold of Glazer and's like, Hey, quit picking on the pervert. <laughs> and he's like, he did some bad stuff. And it's like, yeah, but for some reason I'm fun- defending which him. Which is funny. It's like, look, you little 27-year-old. I'm going to send you back home if you don't shape up here. <laughs> what am I going to do? All I've got is my auto my auto body shop and uh, <laughs> my wife and kids. I don't know what I'd do with my life if I wasn't at camp. Um, but I'm again, never not going to go to camp. Here's what I thought. I was thinking that, like, it was going to be revealed because this, because Todd is constantly defending Alfred. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was going to turn out that both Todd and Alfred were the two of the kids in the pranks. Again, because you can't tell how old anybody yeah. is. It's like, is Alfred 30? I don't know. Maybe he's 15. Maybe he's 10. Maybe he's 45. <laughs> I really couldn't tell. Uh, I mean, that's the 80s for you. Yep. Lots of, lots of real bad skin conditions going on <laughs> from like too much sun. So you don't know. But, uh, yeah. So, okay, this is the scene where all of the friends that Alfred claims not to have are trying to teach him to swim. And then Glazer comes by and he's like, hey. Oh, fucking Glazer. <laughs> see if you can swim now, dick. 
And it's like, he can't swim, he's going to drown. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you better go save him. Oh. It's like, okay. And they do. And Glazer swims out to the uh, the, the floaty dock with yes. all the pretty girls. And then, then a floating trash bag comes up and eats <laughs> his face and he dies. And then here's the thing, like, so now, now Alfred's, Alfred's friends want to, you know, they, they all hate Glazer. Yeah. So, uh, Woodstock has a, a BB gun, a handgun. Now, this is one of those things where I thought that, I thought this was going to have a payoff because like they show him with the gun later on when they go out to the island, he's like playing with that gun. They like build up the fact that Woodstock has a gun, like not a bullet gun, but he still has like a. Yeah, but only and ever- Cropsy's only got one good eye. Yeah, but only ever Glazer gets shot in the. I got in the thumb. I got a crazy idea. Cropsy's got one good eye. You got a BB gun. There's a real good solution at the end of your movie. Yeah, poke him in the eye with one shot from the BB gun, and then it'll. Oh, and then he could be like Michael Myers in Halloween Two, but with garden shears. Exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but no, we don't get any of that. We just shoot Glazer in the ass with the <laughs> with the BB gun. He's like, "Oh, you guys are dead. I'm going to come get you." <laughs> And uh, he, and then he falls off the dock, and that's, he gets pushed off. Oh yeah, and that's pretty much the end yeah. of it. Yep. We never. He never really... never gets back at Woodstock or anything. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, he kind of does in the end because Woodstock dies. Oh. So. Well, that's not Glazer getting back at him. He has the last laugh, <laughs> but then he also dies. So um, <laughs> he has one of the last laughs. Um, okay, so back at the boys' cabin, this is like. A real den of iniquity here. Everybody's like... Oh, my Lord. Everyone is smoking. Everybody's smoking cigarettes. And this is my biggest question here. So Jason Alexander comes in and he's like, I got all the supplies everybody wanted. Who ordered the Playboy? Who ordered the Hustler? Right. Oh, here's the condoms for you. Like, where did he get this stuff? Okay. So... He's a camper. I... It, it, they, they obviously would not have this at the camp store. However, it is 1981. You never know. Like... Did he just drive into town? Yes. To pick up... I mean, that's that's the to deal. To pick up stuff that you couldn't get if you weren't over 18, then what yep. are you doing at camp? Exactly. Therein lies the question, but I mean, that's that's his character. His character is essentially the older camper who can get away with buying all this stuff yep. at some convenience store. He has a car. He goes out <laughs> like... Uh, I mean, that's all I can it's imagine. It's so dumb, but I love it. Uh, yeah, sure. I love that he's a smut dealer. That he's yeah. just like the... Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who ordered the bag of grass? <laughs> of course, somebody's gonna pay like twenty bucks for a hustler at a yeah. summer camp. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Uh, okay, so I just paid twenty bucks for that damn hustler just to take a picture of it with uh, Motel Hell. Oh, and now you've got two things because there's a Playboy and a hustler in this one. Oh my lord, I didn't even think of that. I'm slipping oh, in my old age. Boy, what's happened I to gotta you? Re- rewind and see if yep. I can catch the covers. <laughs> uh oh. So. Uh, also, I thought I was going to be able to find it behind the scenes here because Glazer looks like he has the flu in this scene. He is like covered in sweat and just looks pasty as no, all No, I didn't hell. even notice. Yeah, and he's just he like... He looks terrible. Playing with that dart, stabbing his stabbing arm. Stabbing himself with it. Uh, but yeah, he definitely looks like he had dysentery or something. But That's camp life. That's camp life for you. Uh, Alfred sees a spooky face in the window and then everybody makes fun of him because Todd walks in and everybody assumes he just saw Todd and it was Todd's spooky face. But it wasn't Todd's spooky face. It was Cropsy. It was Cropsy. So, uh, boys are late for dinner and they all come in at once and it's all rambunctious fun. But Woodstock's forgotten his vitamin E. I hate this. This makes no sense. No, I just... 
it makes sense for him to forget something for dinner and go back to the cabin, but, like, of all the things you could come up with, he forgot his vitamin E. Guys, you can take the vitamin E an hour later. I mean, just go back and take the vitamin E when you get back to the cabin. You don't need to go back for that. Yeah. I don't know what else he would go back for, but, like, there's got to be something better than vitamin E. (laughs) There does have to be something better than vitamin E. Uh, you know, they hadn't invented many medicines in 1980, so there wasn't much that they could come up with. There was, like, penicillin the, and vitamin E. Those I think were, that those, was it. Those were the those two were the things. Two. Aspirin was, like, three years off, yep. and then ibuprofen was, like, that was, like, in the mid-90s. <laughs> that was way out. That was way in the future. Uh, yeah, so, so, yeah, they really, that was their only choice, was vitamin E. Okay. Uh, do, do, do. Fisher Stevens is being watched by Cropsy Vision as he retrieves his vitamin E for his footlocker, uh, which he absolutely couldn't have taken later. He rifles through the footlocker for fucking ever. It's like, dude, there's no way that this would take you that long yep. to find. You know where your E is. Yeah. Here's the, we hear some floorboards creaking. My God, it must be Cropsy. And oh, it's Todd. And I, I did like how the scene looked, though, the, oh, the looked, looming slow-motion oh, shadow. Like, beautiful. it's creepy. It absolutely doesn't make any beautiful. sense because, no. like, he was looking for Woodstock, so why wouldn't Todd just open the door and be like, Woodstock, you in here? Yeah. No, I'm just going to walk very slowly and not say anything in the complete dark towards you. I mean, I like it. Uh, <laughs> and that's... Listen, there's a lot... You can you can pull a lot of that apart, but it's you do also... In the 80s, making a camp movie... The yep. whole point is just to make scenes. Yeah. And j- people didn't care too much about putting them together. And I think that's fine yep. to a certain extent. And I do like a, I like a silly scare like that. Yeah. So, yeah, totally forgive it. Oh, it works for me. Yeah. Um, yep. Okay. So, uh, this movie uh, continues to be indistinguishable from Meatballs. Yeah, it forgets it's a horror movie for a little bit. They have some delightful canoeing antics set to banjo music. Yeah. Uh, Well, this is where they're going to the island. Yes. Um, And this scene cracks me up uh, because it's it's a great scene. I think it's... It's another scene like, like, like the baseball scene. It doesn't look fake at all. You know when you see movies and it's like the kids are like, yeah, we're partying because we're kids and it looks just oh, yeah, yeah. stupid. Like this looks like they're genuinely out there having fun this and splashing actually... each other and it looks it looks legit. But at the end, but let's think about this. They're all not wearing life jackets for one. Yeah. Uh, 80s. You know what I mean? Like 80s. everybody oh, go absolutely. out, go out kids yeah, in yeah. the middle of the lake no life jackets yeah. one of the canoes sinks yep. they sink a canoe and the people are just like oh we sunk they're just like wop wop but it's like you're in the middle of a lake with no life jacket dude and you're not even caring about a sinking one of the camp's canoes like it blows my mind the end the end cap of the scene is just very strange <laughs> and the thing about this that's even better is like speaking of probably the fact that that dude had dysentery like this is before sewage treatment like, yeah. 1980, you're probably talking about raw sewage being pumped into a lot of those lakes. Yeah. So, eesh. I don't know, man. No thanks. Mm. No thanks to this camp experience for me. That's a no for me, You dog. don't go poop water swim? No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I did. Yeah. <laughs> I was born in 1974, yeah. so I know that I did. Mm. Uh, and I have lived to tell the tale, so there you go. But I also have had... Many terrible, terrible illnesses <laughs> through my life. So there you go. Uh, okay. Uh, night falls, and uh, this is the scene that in any other camp movie would have been the opening stinger. Yeah. 
but we get the story of the killer with spooky, spooky nonsense. Wasn't it legit the open to Friday the 13th? Yeah. Two or three? Yeah. yeah. And a and hundred other things. And the fog. Yeah. And like, yeah. you, you name it. Campfire story. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he, he tells the story that... Can, okay, here's the other thing. Knowing what we know at the end of this movie, mm-hmm. think of how tasteless this is. This is a person that he burned alive. Oh, wow. I didn't... I and did, he's like... I did not think of that. <laughs> I'm going to make this, like, crazy spooky story about this guy I murdered. About this guy that I destroyed his life as a child. It was a great prank. (laughs) And also, I heard that the guy that set him on fire was super cool. His (laughs) ding-dong was, like, this long. And also... uh, He went on to be, like, the coolest counselor at Camp Blackfoot. I mean, uh, another (laughs) camp. That wasn't this camp, but yeah. So but I also have a huge ding dong. Uh, yeah, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> uh, and so, <laughs> perfect. Uh, they. Uh, <sighs> I love, I love how he's telling this story, and everybody's like, everyone's acting creeped out. Cut to Alfred, and he's like, mm, yeah. I like this story <laughs> about the murder. And it's like, dude, what? why are you so weird? What yeah. is it with you? And they'll never answer why he's so weird. Nope. And it just never pays off. But he's just so into it. Mm. And then Rick Wakeman ends the scene with music that makes it sound like you just won a boss battle in a Japanese RPG. Oh my God. I love Wakeman, but that's exactly what it sounds like. And it does not fit. The kingdom is saved. Yes, we've got <laughs> Cropsy's dead. Yep. It's outtakes from his King Arthur suite. I mean, it probably is. <laughs> uh, so, now, Eddie, the dangerous weirdo that Karen is scared of, is out on a skinny dipping date with Karen. <sighs> or Sally, whichever. I can't remember what her name is. It's Karen. Right. Oh. So, who cares? I, it doesn't fucking matter. They're, they're all <laughs> they're going to die anyway. Yeah, they're all going to die, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but. She agrees to go out here, and then he's like, I'm going skinny dipping. It doesn't matter. I'm fucking cool. And she's like, oh, I don't want to do that. And he's like, whoa, come on. Just do it anyway. And she's like, okay. 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 And so she does. She gets completely naked. Like, she didn't even like. With him watching her undress. And then it's just like, why do you want to kiss me so much? (laughs) You promised that you wouldn't make this co-ed naked swim thing that we're doing together on a date sexual. Yep. I mean, listen, consent is incredibly important, but also looking out for psychos is important, too. Look out (laughs) for this psycho. Uh, And don't do this just in the future. But, yeah, she's surprised when he turns out to be a turd. Yep. Even though he has done everything Everything turdy. Yeah. to show that he is a turd. Uh, She says, hey, where are you getting the idea that I'm into you? Yeah. (laughs) As I'm hugging you naked in the water. As I'm hugging you naked in the water. Now you're, like, making it sexual? Fuck that. (laughs) And then he punches the water because we want to make sure that we know he's A- is dangerous and B is a total asshole. Oh, he's a dick. He's he's the worst. So she leaves, but guess what? 
Someone has taken her clothes. Dun, 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 I feel bad for her in this scene. This sucks. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, this movie is definitely one of those movies that makes you feel bad for the victims. And it's one of those scenes where it's like, look, hot naked chick, but you're you're, you're going to feel really bad for her. I, everything about this. And, <laughs> I'm torn. And again, <laughs> this, is, this is another one of those things. This is the kind of scene from a movie that really helps that narrative that is put forward by a lot of people that slashers are especially sexist. Yeah. And this is a very sexist yes. part of a slasher. This is there's no defending You're it. You're just like watch You're a girl li- completely naked crying that she can't find her clothes alone in the woods. And yeah. then she's the victim. Good and times. it's like Yeah. Why don't you kill the person that we hate? Yep. You have set up a person that sucks and the audience is going Boy, I'd love to see Eddie get a pair of scissors through the fucking head. Yeah. And instead it's like, oh, innocent girl who trusted the wrong person. Yep. Oh, cool. Because you could have played this seed like that too. You could you could have yeah. had you could have had what's his nuts Cropsy pop out of the water, take Eddie out in the background while she's getting dressed. You know or, what I mean? Like Or he has scattered her clothes through the through the bushes. And so she's running after her clothes, so she goes way off in the distance. Yeah. So and then you're like, oh, he's setting her up for death, and then he pops up behind Eddie and fucking scissors his head off. Perfect. You know, and I did mean that sexually. Literally scissors his head off. <laughs> <laughs> Crotch in the face. Uh, anyway. Dang, crops, you cray. <laughs> Cropsy. Cray, Cropsy. Uh, Cropsy's Crapsy. a curvo. <laughs> anyway, okay, so... Uh, we get lots of good synth music through that, at least, so that's fun. It was a good thing that she was wearing a white shirt when she got killed, too, because it was really cinematic. <laughs> I was surprised that we didn't see her underwear. They went out of their way to show that she had white underwear, like hanging on a hanging yeah. on something. And I was like expecting to see the blood drip down her shirt and down her underwear. And I was like, oh, weird. Okay. I guess maybe the blood didn't go off as well as they had <laughs> hoped. Uh, okay, so next morning... Campers find Eddie sleeping by the water and kick him to awakenness. Yep. <laughs> Which is fair. That's how you should wake Eddie up every day. Eddie should always be woken up by That kicking. is how they wake him up every day. That's why he's so mean. Oh, That's no. That's why he's so ornery. Oh, so really, really Eddie's the victim in all <laughs> He would make you believe that. He would, he would definitely want you to think that. And so uh, they're like, hey... We're pretty sure you murdered Karen because we can't find her, <laughs> and that and that's kind of the that's so the gravit did you that's murder the Karen? They give it. They're like she's missing. Yeah. What did you do, Eddie? Yeah. And it's like the subtext of that is what? What did you do? There is a missing woman that you were out with. What did you do? That's terrifying. That yeah. they're just like these people are like. Oh, you killed again, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> want, want. I knew we shouldn't have trusted no, you with another just, woman. No, we just got in a fight. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> Listen, I just, I, you got to trust me. Uh, we just got into a fight, and maybe, maybe I came on a little strong, and then she left. Honest to God, honest engine. I swear. And they yeah, all. Yeah, they, they, they go from totally assuming this guy's a killer to be like, oh, okay. To assuming he murdered her. I, I, I mean, that. Oh, well, he I'm, said he didn't, so oh, I mean... Good point. He come did, help us build this raft. <laughs> I love that. So, uh, yeah, the raft. Good I can't Lord. wait for this. Good Lord. Uh, okay. Love um, it and hate it. 
<laughs> yes. So the uh uh Oh, they all they, get they get together for a meeting. Everyone who's out at Devil's Island yeah. or whatever. Well, they find out that, that the girl says the canoes are gone. Yeah. Yes. So now they're trapped on an island with no way to get back, and so... And and you hear what is uh, code for counselors panicking, which is in the background, they say, hey, let's all go look for the canoes. It'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> and they say, it'll be fun, like, four times, which is great coding for, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we are so screwed. And then the counselors proceed to just chill on a rock and talk and not help anybody. Mm, that made me so <laughs> mad. <Right? laughs> I was like, how dare you? You'll send everyone else out to do stuff and you're just like, wow, this sure they is a predicament. They sent all those kids away on a janky raft with no life jackets. <laughs> These are the worst counselors ever. I, I mean, I would have looked for where the railroad tracks were, for where they got those railroad ties right? that they made the thing. Wouldn't you think one counselor would go on the raft with them, like one exactly. adult to manage, like to blew look my over mind. Them? Yeah, but it didn't work to have one of them killed at this point, so they couldn't do that. So, uh, let's see. Oh yeah, so now they they build this raft, which is insane. How long do you think this would have taken? A very long time. They whip it up in like 10 minutes. Again, they're very lucky because they found planks of wood that were clearly yeah. milled nearby. How long do you think it would take to string up just one of those uh, one of those oars that they built with all the little <laughs> small things? Amazing. But how long do you think it would take to walk to the train tracks mm. or to the road where they obviously have to be because those are like there were nails in those pieces of wood like you're literally talking about building materials yeah there's clearly civilization yeah. somewhere yeah but maybe they don't know where they are so i'll let's give them that okay uh and now we get um glazer and sally making out but she doesn't want to go all the way just yet <laughs> Uh, Alfred but in watches. two minutes, she'll be like, okay. Well, exactly. <laughs> we just need to move over here. Uh, yeah. But don't worry. Alfred is watching not creepily this time. I mean, it is creepy. We find out that it that what he's doing is creepy. But he's watching the acting of how he's watching them. Feels like he's doing something different than peeping. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again... I don't know why they chose to have him do this in a way that it looks like he's trying to protect her. Like he's worried about something like he knows something is going on. And there's just something about the read on his character and the way that he's watching them that you're not like, oh, it's a pervert watching two people make out. Yeah. You're like, does he know something about what's going on? And he's trying to look out for somebody. And then none of it pays off. It's just I guess he's just acting weird. Yeah. For the situation. He's good at it. I mean, he is definitely good at acting weird. Mm. And, okay, so we get Woodstock, Jason Alexander, Eddie, and two random girls who may or may not have character names. I don't think they have names. Fair enough. They they each have a line each. <laughs> <laughs> they do. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell you their I think their names were Fodder. Yeah. And so uh, they start paddling this surprisingly well-crafted raft. It's hilarious. And uh, they find one of the canoes. Oh, man. What a great deal. Uh, they're super excited, but our cinematographer seems to be implying that they should not mm. be excited about finding this canoe. That he is shooting it in a very sinister manner. Yes. And this, this scene, holy shit. 
you, uh, it's it's a pinnacle. You got to give it to this movie. This is not a normal slasher thing either. No. Because when you talk slasher movies, you're talking about people being picked off one by yep. one. That's the deal. You never see this. This is like, I can't think of another slasher movie where this kind of thing happens. Yeah. Where an entire group just gets slaughtered oh, instantaneously like this. Uh, it was, it's great. It's shocking. It's shocking. The effects are incredible. Yep. Uh, oh my, it's just, it's, it's great. The scene of Cropsey standing up in the canoe, that in the silhouette, like, Beautiful. iconic. Super iconic. Now, my question, though, <laughs> just to, just to, just for shits and giggles here. Sure. What was Cropsey doing? Was he just like, did he anchor that canoe? Did How he, long? Did, did he know that they were going to build a raft and like start heading out in that direction? Like, <laughs> this definitely brings up some like this supernatural like cropsy issues. Or this is like a robot chicken, like one of those kind of sketches. Oh where yeah, it's yeah. Just like, all right, all right, I'm going to lay in this canoe. I'm guessing that they're going to build a raft and like come out here. I've got I've got it weighed down. I got a little anchor. We're just gonna lay in this canoe and 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 I'm gonna just listen up for these kids. I, the, They'll be here. The fact that they that he guessed that they were going to build a raft, I think that is a that is a shocking. Yeah. Like personally, I would have walked along the edge of the river and walked back to the camp. Yeah. That's just me. That's stupid. I'm crazy that way. Because <laughs> you know you know where the river goes? Back to the camp. Yeah. And the river's edge follows the river. I'm, I'm crazy that way. But uh, they decided raft was the best plan. <laughs> and guess what happened to them? They died. So who's going to win out on the slasher games? It's me. Tristan, the river walker. Mm, yep, that's me. <laughs> Uh, I have definitely been lost out on a river before, and it is terrifying. Yes. Uh, so, okay. Uh, now, it is time. Oh, we have to mention the fingers on that. That oh, is God. such. A, that is such yeah. a good scene. Yep. Like when, uh, yeah, Fisher would Stevens would 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 stock gets his fingers all chopped up. Oh, so good. Um, and. Eddie has Eddie gets it in the neck, and he has like this four foot long neck, which is kind of that's a little janky. But other than that, didn't even notice. That. I just uh, thought the neck thing looked cool. And the girl gets her forehead slit open. Where the hell have you seen that before? Never. <laughs> that, that was a great, great looking scene. Uh, okay, so it's time for Glazer and Sally to get it on. All right. All right. There's another trail of clothes because we got a pattern of trails of clothes leading to the sleeping bag where an unsatisfying sexual encounter is already in progress. Uh, Grazier stops and she's like, eh, so that's it. He's like, God damn it. Damn it. <laughs> and so he's like, I'm, I can make it up to you. Yeah. I'll go build a fire. And this is another one of those things where it's like, this girl's character doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know why you like this jerk so much. And then when he doesn't satisfy you whatsoever, she's just like, Oh, we should just hang out here and cuddle and, and and do it again and have a fire and stuff. Like, what do you see in this dude? I don't get it. Yeah, she she does not. She's not making great choice. Mm. Great choices all around. But he's gonna go steal matches, and so like Prometheus, he sneaks to a campsite and steals the matches from the gods. I don't know why this was like such a fucking like. Ooh, I'm gonna be sneaky. It's like, hey, I'm taking your matches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll be out here in the woods with Sally. What are you gonna do about it? Who cares? 
I was just talking, I was just talking to one of my friends who works at a shop, a similar shop, and he was, for reasons that you, I don't know if we want to talk about on the podcast for today's events, but uh, he was like, we were comparing shoplifting stories, no. and he was like, somebody came into their store, and like on a really busy day. And grabbed a handful of magic cards yeah. and said, I'm stealing these and walked out the door with them. But they were all so busy that they couldn't do anything. Ah. <laughs> it's like, that's pretty funny. Damn. That's pretty ballsy. I enjoyed that. And of course, we had something else today, which I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel like talking yeah. about it. Another time. <laughs> it's that's a story for and another maybe never. time. And maybe a story for never. <laughs> uh, but hilarious. Anyway. Tristan was shook. I was I was not shook. I was more uh no I was, yeah, fuck it, I was shook. <laughs> I was shook. It was pretty funny. It was also very funny. Anyway, okay, so she just sits there being skinny as Cropsy sneaks up behind her and uh he stabs her. She gets stabulated. Grazer shows up at the campsite and he's like, huh, hey, I brought you the virgin matches. It's gonna be great. And then uh, Alfred watches in horror as Cropsy stabs Grazer and lifts this 220-pound dude off the ground and impales him on a tree. Yes, this is this is the the crop. This is a Cropsy strength that doesn't make any sense in this. He was burned though, so he got super strength. Oh, yeah. is that how that works? Oh yeah, yeah. It was. You've been just lying in a hospital bed for five years. That and makes him super this? strong. Okay, it's hey. hospital food. Uh, could be. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, in reality, if you're bitten by a radioactive spider, you actually get radiation poisoning. Yeah. So maybe it's Marvel Comics rules. Maybe the fire made him extra fire strong. Who knows? I don't know. But and he's like, flame on. Uh, yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if only. <laughs> that would have been. If this movie had ended that way, it would have been everyone's favorite movie. <laughs> everyone's. But, uh, yeah, I love how Alfred follows Grazer back. Glazer? Whatever. Glazer. Glazer, Grazer, whatever his name is, follows him back to his little camp, and he's, like, five feet behind him. Yeah. It's so weird. He's so close. Like, I don't know how he wouldn't hear him walking behind him and just be like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. But doesn't notice. He's a dummy. He's a, he's a dummy. That makes him... Im- and he's that, completely distracted by just getting back to the babe. That's fair. I can see he's that. Gotta do, he's got to do a make good. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so... Um, let's see. Uh, do, do, do. Oh, that's right. Because he uh, Alfred runs back after all of this. To after tell, seeing all that. To tell, to Todd, tell Todd that Glazer's dead, yes. Yes, and he's like, and I saw the guy, and he had a burned face... Yeah. And Todd's like, all right. He's like, okay, cool. I mean, I know a guy with a burned face. That's probably not, it's, it's probably not him. That's preposterous. <laughs> I don't know why he would be here. I mean, no, <laughs> nobody here has anything to do with him being burned or any, anything. <laughs> um, but yes. So he won't believe it, but he does follow him back to the scene of the murder, and Todd gets slashed across the face by Cropsey. This is kind of weird, I thought. I'm just like, oh, I got cut on the head. I'm going to go to sleep now. Okay. <laughs> you know what You know what I'll say about this? Here's, here's what it is. Alfred is such an appealing victim. 
like, Cropsy wants to kill him so bad. You look at Alfred, and you're just like, I gotta kill this guy. I wanna kill this kid. I wanna, oh my god, I wanna, oh, kill, I wanna this kill this guy. kid so hard. Oh my god. And <laughs> so he didn't see him until after he hits Todd, and he's like, oh my god, look at <laughs> Listen, I... I got a burger over here, but come on, there's a steak over here, and it is beautiful. <laughs> I'm sorry, burger. I, I, I got to go I'm over going here. After the steak. <laughs> I'm going after the steak. And so he does. He chases. He leads. Alfred leads him on a merry chase for the rest of the movie. Oh, for real. So that's the entire remainder of the movie is just him chasing Alfred through the woods. So Our strange final boy. Our strange final boy, yeah. And so... I love this seat. I love this place they go to too. This uh, the the set or not the set design, but I just mean the location yeah, of it. Yeah. This like old cement bunker Amazing. that they're all walking through, and and it is a legitimate mine. Yeah, and they actually have like mine cars. And then there. they also show when Alfred's against the the cliffside, though not the cliff, but the high embankment. Yeah, you see that shot of Cropsy up there, and you see the like the garden shears plop down. Like, yeah. I still thought he was just gonna like drop those, bing, oh boom, right into Alfred's head. God. That would be such a Tom Savini, too. Yeah. To just have the closed shears yep. go through his head and down through his... Yes. Oh, my God. That that's what I thought was going to happen. That would have been the most Tom Savini kill ever, too. Yep. Oh, that's a that's a damn shame. Yeah. We really didn't need Alfred to make We it. did not need Alfred at all in the end. That could have still happened. Alfred and then didn't. Todd could have faced his... I mean, Alfred, I guess, saved Todd at the end, but, like, that could have did something different. And then I, Todd could have faced off against his, you know, horrible man that he killed. <laughs> by I himself yeah. it made no sense anyway in the end either when he keeps Alfred alive he's killing everybody left and right but he's like I'm gonna put a gag in your mouth and just like make you stuck here for a little bit well I mean he's I, his time in the woods has taught him hunting he's got he's gone through a whole green arrow thing maybe mm. that's what's going on here this is like several years later and this island is like he's really like, I got sick of killing everybody so fast I just yeah. had to like take my time and <laughs> savor this one a little bit because because he, he's a steak he's a, he's the steak oh he absolutely I gotta slow cook this steak he is the steak of you victims don't slow cook a steak. what am I talking about <laughs> but he he knows that he needs to stake out somebody in order to draw Todd to him. Oh, so he's okay. he's doing the hunter trick. He yep. has he has become this skilled hunter and so he's staking this guy out to be like, "All right, you I know that I know from your past of trying to murder me for nothing mm. that you're a heroic character." <laughs> yeah. But uh it works. And so, okay. Let's see. Uh, the rest of the crew who's left on the on the island, we've gone ahead of ourselves here because we see this scene where Jason Alexander watches all of the people coming back, and he's like, "Oh, it's a gag! Come yeah. on, don't you know a gag when you see one?" Everybody Everybody's makes being... a goof when they go. Everybody makes a goof when they go run somewhere to try to get help. Yes, like, the, the, these guys. When your lives are in starving danger, and stranded, yeah, oh, yeah. you this chuckleheads! Is, this is going to be some real funny <laughs> stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting, but we, we go, we cut back to Todd right after that, who is just gets conscious again. And we get that, we get this ticking clock where we assume that Michelle is about to be murdered by Cropsy because we see Cropsy vision and we see Michelle and like, it looks like he's trying to save Michelle from Cropsy in, in the way that they're shooting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as far as these quick edits are telling us. And so she gets she gets out 
she swims out to the to the raft and discovers the corpses. Yep. And she's not pleased because uh, an arm falls <laughs> she on She doesn't like this at all. She's not into this <laughs> one little bit. <laughs> you see, the average person yeah. would discover a, a raft full of corpses of her friends. This is a special friends. summer treat. <laughs> but she, she's on a the weirdo. other hand, <laughs> yes. Uh, and so... Yeah, a severed arm falls on her, and then the body of Woodstock pops oh, out of the hello. water. <laughs> and uh, the rest of the campers also freak out, and they're all like, we're all going to die. And they li- they literally say, we're all going to die. So what do they do here? The next thing we see is them on the raft. They're they're all going back now. Like, Did they just kick all the bodies I off? Would are, have, they, are they sitting on top of them? That is the scene that this needed yeah the missing scene from this would have been and that's like a that's such a much later thing like that we would have seen this if eli roth had directed this yep. movie you know what i mean like them oh god and yeah. slowly pushing the bodies of their friends off this raft and freaking out and gagging and trying not to throw up and one like, girl's like eddie's arm makes a great cushion right exactly <laughs> one of them is totally unfazed by yeah. it <laughs> uh, found the serial killer okay all right found the sociopath got it but uh okay so Todd sends Michelle and the rest of the campers out on the raft to head back to the camp. And he's like, I'm going to go alone to look for Alfred. And so all this time, Cropsy's following after Alfred, but we don't really have anything invested in Alfred. So it's not, it's not giving us the same, if it was, I don't know why it wasn't Michelle. Here's the thing. I understand that in 2023, Mm -hmm. It is a sexist trope to have her as a damsel in distress character and to essentially, you know, hold her as the reason for the motivation of our hero and that that wouldn't fly now. It's 1980. Why isn't Michelle the one that he captured and held there? Yep. And that would be an impetus for Todd to say. That would be a reason for him to do that. It's his girlfriend, yeah. And if he was chasing her through the woods we'd be invested because we like her yeah she's cool she's not a person that we have already been set up to think is a turd yep like i don't and then you I, could have alfred's redemption here switch pl- swap places with them alfred could be the ones like okay guys we got to clear these bodies let's take this raft let's move right. back to camp like yeah maybe the fact that he's clearly a sociopath is going to yeah <laughs> it's gonna come in handy here okay he's like they're dead already bop, 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 bop. And he's just like kicking throw, all the body he's parts throwing arms right. over his yep. shoulders <laughs> <laughs> oh look some fingers Whip, bidi, bidi. I'll save this for later. <laughs> you suddenly these Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, okay. So they actually make it back to camp, which is totally shocking. Yeah. Uh, and oh, also Todd grabs an axe when he goes out. Yep. So that's also fairly important. Uh, and they get back and Michelle is like, she gets to one of the, the other head counselors and she's like, I need the outboard motor. Where's the outboard motor? I need it now. And he's like, what do you need it for? Hey, it's something great. Where's my canoes? Hey, Mm. what's going on? There's a murderer out there. Whatever. And she's like, she does the rational thing here. I wanted so much for her to punch him in the face. Yeah. That was the move that I was like, I don't know why I was expecting it, but like, if you want someone to take you seriously in a situation when you're like, there's a murderer. Like, if I told you there was a murderer and you were going, whatever, and then I punched you square in the face, you'd go, 
oh, ouch. You'd go, oh, shit. You wouldn't do this in well, first normal. I'd, first, I'd say ouch. Right, right. But you would know that something has broken in the social contract yep. and that we're in a different situation. And, and I've never seen someone do that as like the way that they convince somebody that something's real. And she, then she's just like, there's a killer. And he's like, oh, Todd put you up to that. And then she's like, look at those kids. Look and it's like, true. everybody's frazzled on this makeshift. Ch- like, how are you not reading this? From the get-go. Yeah, yeah. No, if you see kids on a makeshift raft, like, all... Looking like they just came out of war. Exactly. Looking like they survived a war, and they're just, like, their heads are down, and they can't make eye contact with anyone, and it's just like, yeah, you should probably know that something's going on, dude. But, mm, not him. Mm. So, uh... We go we go back with Alfred and all this, and Alfred is more sweat-stained than man at this point, and he makes it to the burned-out, this burned-out bunker that looks, should have been Cropsey's house, but whatever, it's fine. Um, uh, Michelle and the other counselor are in the motorboat, and they're headed back to to they, get Todd, yep. but they've also, they also say that they've called the police, the and police there's a helicopter, helicopter coming. Yeah. Which, as it turns out, doesn't. I mean, it, it makes does you. Show up. It makes you, the audience, thankful that they said it because you're the whole time you're going to be like, why didn't they call the cops? Why yep. didn't they call the cops? And they did. It's just that they're not going to arrive in time, and there's no way that they would. Yeah, they're on an island. Yeah. So, uh, Cropsy finally gets Alfred. He grabs him by the neck and with his like his Argento gloves, and he's like he drags him into the shed, and he puts his hands over his mouth, binds him with a cord, and then stabs his shears into the wall. Oh, open, open, holding his arm. I love it. It's great. But like, it's I, I don't get why he's keeping him alive. But I don't get why it. he's keeping him alive, and I don't get why. Only at the end does Alfred try to pull the shears yeah. out. <laughs> it's literally. Only about when, time, dude. Only when the plot calls for it <laughs> yeah. does he. Oh shit! I gotta go save somebody. Oh, yeah. here's a deadly weapon right at my side. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder what that could. I wonder if I could do anything with that. I would have liked to have just seen him futzing with it the whole time. Yeah, being unable to move it because he's such a weenie. That's fine. Um. So Todd, uh, Todd finds the building. And here's a noise that leads him into the creepy shed where Alfred is being held and not killed for reasons. Uh, Todd sneaks around in a like naked gun, pregnant water buffalo way. He trips over literally <laughs> everything that you could trip over in this entire place. Todd's entire trajectory has been coolest guy in the room. This whole movie, for every single scene, you think that he's the most capable person. He comes up against Cropsy, and the second he shows up in this room, he falls three separate times. <laughs> he trips over something it's and so falls on there. his ass. I've been in plenty of dark fucking rooms and never <laughs> fallen on my ass like that. That's crazy. Uh, but he does. And uh, so... We see that there's that it's a mine shaft, and Cropsy drops a mine car I love down that. the tracks. <laughs> I love that. And of course, Todd, being the genius that he is, you know how tracks work. They yeah. go this way, they go one way. Mm-hmm. So which way would you go? Would you follow the tracks, or would you go to the side? 
Follow uh, the tracks. Follow the tracks. Todd straight up follows the tracks <laughs> for like at least three steps and then is like, oh, oh wait a minute, crap. Oh, wait. No, but no, it's not even like he makes the decision because he falls again. He trips and that's what saves his life. <laughs> yep. He would have been crushed, but his clumsiness saves him. So I guess maybe that's just them setting him up. So we're like, oh, yeah, look at that. Clearly he's clumsy and that's why he's alive. Now, uh, Cropsy's got a blowtorch. Where'd he get that? I don't know. He bought it. Who knows? <laughs> With Cropsy cash. I mean, he just walked in and said, give me that. And they went, okay. Okay. Because he's scary looking. <laughs> and uh, so he's trying to, he knows, again, I don't know how he knows where Todd was, how he found Todd, how he looked him up and knew that he was going to be working at this camp. Oh, yeah. All of this, like his I, ability. I thought you meant to, find Todd. I'm saying you, you'd find him when he trips over everything in the well, room. I mean, I know how you could find yeah, him in yeah. a room. You'll hear him like well, knocking this, this everything over. Well, this whole thing over. just doesn't make any sense why Cropsy's even right doing any any of this, but let alone able to find not only the camp, but go along on the, the special trip that they were doing as well. Yeah, I mean, at least at least his motivation does make sense. At least yeah. you're like, okay, he's so angry that he's killing off all these counselors around yep. him and then going to kill him last. That makes sense. I get that. But um, but this thing, he's like, okay, I'm saving this for last. I've got this blowtorch, and I'm going to reciprocate this whole thing because I'm going to burn him alive and make him know what it's like to be... Oh shit! Wouldn't it, wouldn't it have made more sense instead of that prostitute in the beginning if he killed one of the other kids that were in on the prank? Absolutely. Instead if, of if her, literally, that had nothing to do with anything. If we literally found out that he had been off, that he had that he killed all the other five kids, every yes. other kid. Yeah, Damn movie would have made a lot more sense. Mm. Uh, and then, and you could even play it that he's killing people. We don't know who they are. Yep. That it's just like some people have died. Sure. Yeah, then you'd figure that out. You know, and even if you're like, oh, we've got to get some sort of like sexual lasciviousness at the beginning of this, it could have been one of the, a female counselor was in on the gag. Yep. Who cares? <laughs> like, if that's if that was the whole purpose of having a woman in that scene, do that. Then it would at least make sense and jive with the rest of this. Damn it. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Huh. Oh well. Anyway, okay. So uh, he. We we flash back to the beginning to the prank and now we've filled in an extra scene where Todd is there dun 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 as if we hadn't figured that out yet mm. but uh, now is it a different actor playing him or is it him? oh it is a different actor but oh, okay they, they just say Todd yeah okay they're like uh, it's like is everybody ready yeah how about you Todd yeah <laughs> it's like uh, I'm young Todd from five years ago that was completely different from old Todd of now. <laughs> yes. I wish that that's what he had said. <laughs> As young Todd, the person who's later going to be a counselor at Camp Blackfoot down yeah. the road, <laughs> I'm okay with this. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, but yes, he gets his blowtorch out. He's going he's gonna to burn him alive. And it doesn't work. So, uh, oh my God, I just lost my place. Where is this? Oh, he's about to kill oh, yeah, What's-His-Nuts yeah. Todd when What's-His-Nuts Alfred finally frees himself. Well, also his blowtorch goes out. Yeah. Which was really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what that was about. He's like, I need to, I need to go get more of my bedside gas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, this is so weird because Cropsy's got this, this blowtorch, and it's one of those weird little ones that has... 
don't know, maybe at best a foot and a half range. Yeah. Todd's got a three foot long axe mm. and Todd can't make contact with him somehow because of this little blowtorch. It, it's hard. They did the best they could and they actually did a very good job of shooting it so that you didn't notice that that was a weird thing. Yeah. But it's pretty clearly a weird thing. So uh, we finally see his actual face. Yeah. Like he's revealed and he has that crazy. It's super cool. I love it. It's very, uh, there's actually a Cenobite that looks fairly similar yeah, to him. True. It's got that like twisty, yeah. twisted face that looks like saltwater taffy in a taffy pull. <laughs> cool. And uh, he falls again. Of course, of course, Todd falls for maybe the fourth time here. And <laughs> I uh, lost count <laughs> at this point. <laughs> and luckily he has the creepy peeper to save the day. Uh, right here, Alfred's like, oh, yeah, I should pull these shears out of the wall. Pulls them out of the wall, stabs Alfred Krause. steps up big time. Big time. He and just jumps up, stabs him in the back, no hesitation. He's just like, bup. Well, I mean, he hesitated with pulling the damn shears out of his yeah, arm forever. Yeah, he, he waited till the last once moment. Once he got him, that. he was like, okay, in for the kill. <laughs> and also, we get very lucky that uh, Cropsey had been very tenderized. Like, luckily, the fire wasn't too hot to make him tough. Mm. It made him It made him light and flaky. So that when he stabbed him, it was like he was stabbing a jelly donut. Yeah. He goes right through his spinal cord like he's <laughs> like he's stabbing through a marshmallow. It's just... Those shears are sharp. It <laughs> goes right through him. But that's not going to stop Cropsy. Hell nah. You can't stop Cropsy that way. <laughs> so uh, we've turned around and, oh no, we get one last jump scare. But Todd's ready and he buries an axe in his head. And Dude, that axe in the face looks great. Great. So good. So and good. And all blood just yeah. pours down. Beautiful. Uh, and then in the moment of ultimate irony? Yeah. I don't think this is actually irony. Uh, he sets fire to him. It's kind of weird. Like, I kind of I kind of feel like, I was like yeah. he should have set the fire to him first. So then he would have been like, oh, crap, not again. Then he gets the axe in the face instead of just like. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And that would have been great, too, if Cropsy did say that. That was the only words no. I ever spoke to the whole movie. <laughs> ah, not again, damn it! <laughs> uh, yes. But now, Cropsy's on fire, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're kidding me. He goes he up. Up. I was like, you're, you're kidding me! You've gotta be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes up like a bundle of dry sticks, and then we cut to yet another campfire. Mm. And someone's telling the story of Cropsy yet again. The end. The end. But uh, what was the... There was a good end tag. I really liked it. Oh, it's that part of the story. Like, uh, don't move here. Don't move, yes. he'll see you. Don't breathe, he'll hear you. Don't... You're dead. You're dead, yeah. And, and he just screams, you're dead. And it cuts... That's such a great... It such is, a great yeah. way to end that. Yeah. It's a great movie. It is a great movie. It really is. I love it. Yeah, it's wonderful. Again... It's stupid when you break it down, but I mean, sure. I'm sure you can say that with nearly any That's slasher movie. Almost, almost anything is stupid yeah. when you break it down mm. to its to its basic pieces. You can make anything sound stupid, but... That's not our point here, is to make no. things sound stupid. Uh, we're just trying to point some stuff out. Yeah. And uh, I feel like this movie doesn't really get the love that it deserves, honestly. I, I'm surprised that this movie isn't held in higher oh, it, regard. It definitely has a big cult following. It, but, but again, it's like a cult following. Yeah, I feel like it, there's it, a ton of movies 
that are seen over this. Like, yeah, everybody knows Friday the 13th. Well, sure, but sure, there's, only, there's your Friday the 13th. Only your horror nerds are going to know the burning. It's but not even, like, like Maniac. The... I feel like Maniac is a better-known movie than this, mm-hmm. and this feels like it's more deserving of a, yeah. of a cult following than that. That just happens to movies sometimes. It, I guess it does. I mean, I guess Maniac is, is well-known because it's one of those, like, toolbox murders, kind of, like, grosso, yeah. like extra sleazy New York style like this is the this is the most gritty raw kind of horror movie and some people love that stuff so I don't I guess I see that <laughs> I like this kind of nonsense yes me too so yeah fun fun stuff love it I got no notes that's it <laughs> other than all those notes but now I have no notes I've thrown them away cool yeah so I that's get, it. I got to get boogie in anyway. You got to get boogie in. It's oh my god! It's so late. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Man. Well, we spent all this time setting up all these cool cameras that you guys are watching. Uh, yes. I hope you like it. We're we're working on it. We're working on. it. We're trying to figure working it out. Working on it. We we that's don't have CC for you. <laughs> we've definitely noticed that we don't have uh, enough wire. So like, <laughs> there's there's limited places where we can go. That's why this setup. What especially me, while you're looking at my workspace and it looks like a giant garbage pit, is because it kind of is a giant garbage pit right now. And uh, I decided not to bother dressing it up any for you. <laughs> this is this is that raw stuff. That but when you're want. looking at me, you can see all these cool shirts in the back that you can go on <laughs> CoastCityComics.com and get. Yeah. Do that, please. Okay. We'd appreciate it. I was going to hold one up, but the, all the designs are kind of folded in half. They're so all folded work. by you. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, yeah, I fold things. <laughs> they call me the folder around here. Yeah, they do. I know when to fold them. <laughs> but you don't know when to hold them, <laughs> no, so. No, I, I drop a lot of shirts. <laughs> so sad. Anyway... Uh, you can you can follow this this whatever the hell this is that we do here <laughs> the experiment yeah this this thing you can go to uh, if you want to watch this if you want to see what we look like and see what the store looks like to a certain extent in a tiny little square <laughs> version of where the store is uh, you can go to Coast City Comics Main and that's the YouTube page that this is going to be posted on eventually. Probably not by the time you're listening to this. If you listen to the podcast regularly, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna bank a couple of these and then put them up. See if maybe we're gonna edit some stuff into it. What we're gonna do with it, we don't really know, but who knows? Uh, but you can also follow us at CoastCityComics.com. It is a fun experiment. Yeah, it's a fun experiment. I'm switching cameras, and if it, every any camera lingers along little too long on one of us is because i forgot to switch it yes i definitely i was doing <laughs> switching for the comics podcast and i 10 minutes could, go by oh crap oh <laughs> right yeah but uh you know we'll figure it out eventually yeah. and who knows maybe we'll drag somebody in as a producer <laughs> that might be fun uh, marshall's already said he would do it so, nice well, uh and i've had some i've been given some leads by uh, our friend bobby uh, has given us some leads on graphics people to maybe do a little nice, graphic nice. intro and whatnot. And yeah, we'll see what's up. And, and we uh, got to have Bobby on sometime too. That's true. We were going to talk about the thing and yes. the movie that I scored. That So yeah, we should talk about Woke at some point. Yeah. Um, and and Grandma as well. Yep. So yeah, whenever. And the Mom and Pop Video Store movie. Absolutely. I've at least seen that one. Oh, I've seen that one too and it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah, you should and watch that. And we're in it. And we're in it, so uh, and we're in it credited as the Funbox Monster Podcast. Nice. So that's pretty fun. Uh, anyway, uh, hit us up uh, at Coast City Comics at Funbox Monster Podcast and buy stuff from CoastCityComics.com. Yes. That is all of this nonsense around here. 
Uh, and you we can have... follow me at Matt Awkward VHS Fiend Do and it. check out the Video Vagrants group on Facebook. Yeah. And what were you saying? I just cut you off. Oh yeah, you cut me off, but that's fine. And you can also read Rad Rafe, uh, my comic that is available in better comic stores everywhere, and we'll be kicking back up. Uh, we switched back to uh, we switched back to uh, Scout is our publisher now. No longer uh, no longer Black Caravan. Uh, because they have folded, but uh, that wasn't our fault, I promise. And so uh, we're going to be kicking back in October with a re-release of 1 and 2, and then November 3 and 4 are going to come out November and December. So Sweet deal. More Rad Wraith is, is oncoming. Cool. And that's it. So thank you all for listening and watching, I guess, and we'll see you next week. Good night. Peace.